You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Six-pack of picks coming up with Chris Rabon of the Action Network for Sunday's games, previewing Thursday night football as well. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Brian Peacock at BD Peacock on Twitter. Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. We have an update, Matt, with that Steelers and Titans game. I don't know if you have any more insight on on what's going to happen here, but it was postponed yesterday. Now it has been canceled as currently scheduled, and we'll see when this game happens, but it is not happening now in week four. Right. So both these teams will be officially on by the first team to have a bye. Um, a little frightening that the test kept coming back day after day with more and more players. So I, I assume it's the right call, you know, that if you're the Steelers, do you want to play a team that has positive tests, you know, day after day? Like, I'm, I'm not going to block that no. guy. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll sit this one out. Um, one side note, I was really happy that the Vikes didn't have anything. So that yes. they're all systems go. It sounds that would have been a really bad thing, in my opinion, if it's, in several buildings, several teams. I mean, then it really could spiderweb out, and that would scare me. What I was told is what they're working on is the – here's what you know, – I'll lay this out real quick. Tennessee is on by in week seven. The Steelers are on by in week eight. The Steelers in week seven play the Ravens, who are also on by in week eight. So if you told the Steelers and the Ravens, we're going to flop your games. You know, Baltimore, your, your your buy changes by one. You get a buy to prepare for the Steelers. That doesn't sound so bad either in a big game. And Pittsburgh, you'll play Tennessee on their bye week, which is seven. So my hunch is that's how that'll end up going. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, so now yeah. the the Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers buys have been moved up to week four, and they'll get a buy uh, after they play in week seven. That makes perfect sense. We'll see if that's how the league does it. There hasn't been an official announcement, but that makes a ton of sense there. Uh, let's talk about yeah. the games that will happen this week. Last note. Uh, oh, sure. And this is just me being a total homer. I'm not even going to candy coat it. I would <laughs> much rather have my favorite team have their week week eight by than a week four by. Yes. Like, I, I hate early and late buys. You know, I mean, it's like our bodies are going to be your, your body's going to be weary when 12 games in a row. And the Steelers are kind of rolling right now, playing good ball, and Titans a little banged up, no A.J. Brown, you know, if you get him back full strength later in the season, that, you know, not the best scenario for the Steelers, so they do get hurt, I think, a little bit by this, but. They get penalized a little. What do you think? Jets, Broncos, Thursday night football, this is, I mean, look, we thought that Dolphins, Jags was going to be bad. That was a fun game. I think, I'm excited for this Thursday night football, Uh, and I kind of like Brett Rippon a little bit. Am I crazy? No. I, I mean, I'm having a hard time seeing where the advantages lie. Like, I think Denver, and especially Melvin Gordon, can run the ball pretty well. But, boy, the Jets can actually stop the run. You know, can 
Rippin and Judy and Hamler and those guys beat up on those bad corners on the outside. Maybe. Yeah, and I am excited to watch him. Like, I don't think he's going to be terrible. And uh, will they get after Darnold a fair amount? Probably. Again, though, I mean, and this is probably a low scoring game. I'll watch every snap. I will probably look this with the lens of which team's worse, which team has a better chance to pick first overall. And my hunch is Denver's going to be pretty excited to get Drew Locke back when it's all said and done. I like the Broncos in this one actually quite a bit. It's because of how bad I just saw the Jets. And I I watched every snap twice of that Jets 49ers game. And the Niners were just as banged up, uh, if not more banged up than the Broncos. And they, they, they blew them away. It wasn't close. Like the Jets were not a good football team and had no answers for anything. And the Jets, the one thing they were supposed to be good at was stopping the run. The Niners rattle off an 80-yard run in the first play from scrimmage, right? <laughs> right. So even that wasn't really working out for the Jets, and I still think there's some talent in that Broncos team. I think they can get a Fant working, uh, get that tight end, you know, get the running game going a little bit, throw it to your backs out of the backfield, which I'm sure will be a big part of that game plan when you've got your backup quarterback in and, and Brett Rippon there and, and do a lot of the things the 49ers did. So uh, no. I, I cannot, even at home, we'll talk with Chris a little bit later about what home field advantage means right now in the NFL. Uh, I think I'm... Down with the Broncos all the way here in this matchup of 0-3 teams. Yeah, you're talking me into it more and more. I, I honestly have not given this game a lot of thought. It's been kind of a on the back of my mind, if anything. Um, but I'm also sitting here thinking as you're talking, Vic Fangio, no matter who his players are, throws a lot at you and is a really good defensive schemer. And Darnold's just not going to get much help. I mean, could he throw three picks tonight? Yeah. It's possible. Dar- Darnold really feels like a like a broken quarterback. Fragile, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag free Sam Darnold, I think, uh, is what we need to get trending there. And uh, by the way, here we go. Jerry Judy breakout game. I think he's going to go off. Could be. Could be. All right, we've got to leave time for Chris, and he's going to make his six-pack of picks. It's always really fun. So let's hear what Chris has, his best bets for the week four schedule coming up. This season, get football in your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes With condensed games, you can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place, and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You will also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. One great reason to repair, and maintain your cars yourself is to save money. You can use that money on other important things in your life, food, mortgage. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% markup for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? And wait while somebody looking at a screen that you can't see orders the parts on the computer for you, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online 20 years. So go to rockauto.com shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, tail lamps. Rockauto.com has a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you at rockauto.com right now. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Join us once again. It's one of my favorite things to do all week long is chatting with Chris Raybon of Action Network. He makes his six-pack of picks for Sunday's games representing the Action Network. Matt and I represent, I, I'm just going to put it out there that, Matt, we're representing the entire Locked On Podcast Network. So this is important. When we make our six-pack of picks and go ahead head Friday when we make our picks. Today it'll be Chris's, and it was a little bit of a rough week for both of us. Last week, Chris, Matt and I were three and three, Action Network two and four. That's not all on you. It's your co-host, Stucky, as well, I know, from the Action Network Sports Betting Podcast. You can find Chris at Chris Raybon on Twitter. So, Chris, first of all, thank you so much for joining the show once again. And uh, what were your takeaways from last week? That two and a half, like the thing that stands out to me, the two and a half, Bills and Rams, that half a point between two and a half and three might be the biggest half point in betting, right? That is such a massive half of a point. Absolutely. You know, you have the key number of three because of field goals. Obviously, if there's a tie game, you're going to see a team with a field goal win, uh, win by a field goal. Um, but you also, you, you know, you, you have the extra point situation. So sometimes you can get in trouble, uh, you know, taking a, a favorite by two, uh, by two and a half. Um, if they miss those extra points, but that was just in a, a crazy game all around. Uh, you know, the the Rams should not have even been able to come back, and they did. And then, and then of course, the Bills uh, taking it taking it to them late. So um, great game, and the, and the Cowboys as well. That was another one where you'd expect them to have covered that game probably. Uh, you know, ninety percent of the time, and, and they fail. And, and then, how about those Falcons? I mean, oh. how about those Falcons? <laughs> amazing i mean people at the sports books be a little snake bit to bet on them yeah people must be going nuts at sports books when they have any money on a falcons game oh we got it locked up i don't know about that <laughs> yeah it's like we're looking right. good here nope you better not leave to the blackjack table keep an eye on that tv uh this actually it's funny because the rams game was one where we went head to head too so matt and i took the l on that one by a half point and uh and you had a, a w there uh, Seahawks putting a number on the Cowboys. Uh, the Titans was another close one where that was one of my six-pack picks where uh, they won, but it was only by one instead of two and a half. So I, I, the, the two and a half did not work in my favor there. And of course, the 49ers going big on the Giants, which is one that we had that was a W uh, that the Action Network had that was a loss. So there there was a lot of uh, head-to-head action here, and we kind of split most of them, it looks like. I think we came out one ahead of you guys. The Giants was disappointing. I mean, they they should not be this terrible. They should be able to play better than that. Um, you know, it, it's just been a rough season for them, especially with, you know, Daniel Jones continuing to turn the football over. Yeah. And you're in New York, right, Chris? So what is like the local sports talk angle? They're, they're probably losing their minds over how bad both the Giants and Jets are. And uh, there was an interesting point that Rich Eisen made, who I believe is a Jets fan, about the 49ers who have two quarterbacks that have won games at MetLife Stadium. And the Jets and Giants combined have zero quarterbacks that have won games at MetLife Stadium this year. <laughs> I mean, that's this is par for the course, to be honest. I mean, for most of my lifetime, uh, both the Giants and the Jets have been pretty bad. Uh, You know, the Giants had had a couple Super Bowl runs, but, uh, you know, the New York media, I don't know how excited 
people really were about the, those two teams anyway. But uh, we do get you know we go see what happens with the with the Jets, uh, you know, against the a, a team that finally I think they play a team that has a worse quarterback than them starting. So we'll see if they can get it done. Uh, <laughs> One more. I'm excited for your picks this week, man. <laughs> One more note from last week yeah. uh, was that Packers team. Are, are you a full believer yet, Chris, in those Packers? Because that was one game we went head-to-head on. You had the Saints. We had the Packers. And I, I'm just all in on the Packers this year. They've, I, I think we've had them in our six-pack every week and one. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like the Packers. Um, I, think, I think that was actually Stuck's pick, um, probably the one I was least sure of because, like, I, so I've been out on Drew Brees um for for a while now and like i know he had decent numbers but i'm more concerned i would say with the saints i I think the packers always you kind of knew what they were i think they did get a little lucky last year you know they won a lot of close games but um you know they're impressive but i'm also really worried about the saints um who i just think the defense isn't playing as well as it should and breeze is like masking his uh lack of downfield passing with like you know efficient yard after catch but you can't sustain that all year i don't think i want to get to the picks here uh i have one more question though just uh, an overview of the league through three weeks Mm -hmm. and this is a very different season we're dealing with now uh is home field advantage still a thing can we throw that out any data uh that's that's happening this year things you're noticing that maybe is a little bit different from years past so if you look at, and my co-host Ducky had a really good bit on this, uh, on this week's uh, betting podcast, so check it out. But uh, if you look at everything around the league, all the trends through three weeks, uh, everything's pretty even in terms of, you know, favorites, underdog, home road. Nothing stands out except the fact that scoring continues to be up. And you mentioned two and a half points on the spread. Well, scoring is actually up two and a half points compared to usual. We're at 25 and a half points per game this year. And it looks like a lot of it has to do with something uh, you guys brought up last week, which is the holding penalties are down. Yeah, heavily. Yeah. And and that is going to, you know, it's not just, okay, you know, it adds – 10 yards here and there to a drive, but like it can help drives continue that otherwise would, um, would end in punts. I'm, you know, I looked at the drive, uh, the plays per drive are up to over six this year. Usually you see that around, you know, in the mid fives, high fives. So like teams are able to sustain drives longer, uh, get in the field goal range. And of course, when you get down there into, into scoring position, now you don't have to deal with the crowd noise as much if you're a, a road team. So that is something to, to pay attention to. And I think you can, you know, there's certain games where maybe you wouldn't have bet the over that you would, or you have to be more careful with betting the, betting the under as well. Yeah, fewer stalled drives, I think, mm-hmm. because of the fewer holding penalties. And you kind of mentioned it. I mean, I think it's obvious that road offenses have it much easier now than ever. Absolutely. And that's yeah. something that's, you know, it, it hasn't really impacted the the performance against the spread. It's just more that games are going uh, over their totals, which, you know, there's key numbers and totals too, right? You know, games that end at 43 and, and 47 and, and things like that are just, you know, teams are kind of blowing past that uh, early on. So that's something to watch. One other note, I, I heard an interview with Larry Fitzgerald this week where he was saying, it's so much easier. It's so much different to play offense this year than others. And one thing he even cited was the coach. It's almost like a, a peewee game. Like the coach can yell out to the quarterback, Hey, get the playoff. You know, like you can just, <laughs> you don't need the headset. as much. You just, you get to see, hear each other. Yeah. And I think you're kind of seeing that in the, in, 
the improvement of certain offense, like the the Rams offense, you know, Jared yeah. Goff, you know, was always a guy that like he would get a little like he was he he could perform. Obviously, they went to the Super Bowl, but he got get a little rattled or not know exactly what to do in, in key situations. And and he's been a lot better. I, I know they lost the, the close game last week, but uh, I, I think that's one where it really shows. So um, you know, maybe uh, the only the only really confusing one so far is like Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Like, I, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what happened to Carson Wentz. Let's get into these picks. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about here. Absolutely. It's yeah. the six pack of picks and Chris, you guys are up. I don't know if it was your pick or Stucky's pick. Hold on. We get the sounder going here. The week four six pack of selections. So we're starting off with the uh, Jacksonville Jags. Uh, they are plus three at the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is a spot where you have two teams that are pretty much below average. Uh, the Jaguars' disappointing loss on in prime time, and I think that's gonna it's causing them to go a little underrated. Uh, you look at their offense still for the year; uh, they're in the top ten in efficiency. Um, they they should be getting their top receiver DJ Chark back. Uh, still miss they, they still may be without uh, Winder, so that's something to monitor. But this Cincinnati team. Uh, gotten lucky even to be in some of the games. They've gone five of five on fourth down. Um, they've, you know, they've kind of, they had a backdoor cover against Cleveland and then they, you know, they, they, they have this big stretch of like three drives against Philly and then go scoreless. So that game ends in a tie. So um, Cincinnati is still uh, a team that's struggling to kind of find its way. Jacksonville, a lot more capable of uh, moving the ball up and down the field. Both teams have below average defenses, but uh, taking the points with the Jags. You know, you can certainly make the argument that Jacksonville's the better football team right now. But, boy, I could see a lot of points in that game. Yeah, I, I actually bet the over of, for that game at 44 and a half. And that's because, it, like, 45 is kind of like a somewhat of a key number. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I had it closer to 47. Well, now it's up to 49. So, like, now wow. it's almost like you want to go the other way. Because, like, like there, there should never be, like, a game that goes up, you know, almost a full touchdown um, that, that that's just usually an inflation, but yeah, some some really weird things happening with with that game. I I, I expect uh, both of the teams to be able to move the ball uh, as well. Chris, do you ever bet a game like that where early in the week you bet an, an over, and then later in the week the number goes so crazy that you bet the same game under? <laughs> I, I don't know if I've done it yet, but I may do it for this one. Um, but yeah, you do that a lot more with spreads. Um, you know, there's middle opportunities like you know uh, I almost did that in the week one Broncos game where I had the Titans plus three, uh, you know, since the line opened. And then by the time that game had, uh, you know, closed, I think the, the, the Titans were favored by three. So the, you would have got three on the Broncos. So sometimes you can kind of middle those things and uh, you can win both bets. If, you know, the game ends at one or two, but with totals, uh, you need a little bit, bit wider of a spread because you, you kind of want like a touchdown or, or something like that. So that like, you know, it's more than seven and yeah. if either way and you could still win, but uh, yeah, it might happen with this one. All right. We've got Jags plus three over the Bengals. What's your second pick in this week four, six pack. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, plus three against the Buffalo bills. And uh, you know, that's when just kind of selling high on the bills started off really strong going across the uh, going across the country to to face the the Raiders, a team that you know ran into a tough matchup with the Patriots last week on on the other side of the country. So you know Josh Allen playing really well, uh, still liable to turn the ball over, still has been kind of you know you expect some regression at some point. Uh, the Raiders can protect Derek Carr, 
So you, you should see a, a competitive game and, and a toss-up game. So I'm uh, taking the points here uh, after the Bills got a, got a big win. All right, let's move it along to pick number three in the week four six-pack. Going with the Detroit Lions plus four and a half against the New Orleans Saints at home. And this is one where I've talked about it. Yeah. Drew Brees, it, it's tough. And, and the, the defense, right? Like, like the defense isn't playing as well as they should. And that's actually been more disappointing for me than Breeze. Like Breeze, I think, was a little bit predictable. And at mm-hmm. least he has Michael Thomas coming back probably. But the yeah. D, I thought, would be a top five type of defense. Yeah, and and maybe it is because and, and here's something to think about, right? You know, we talk about the home field advantage or, or lack thereof in the, in the offenses, and the Saints at home always had that crowd, and that made it Big tough on, on on other offenses, and that may may have made their defense just look a little bit better uh, than it really was, and, and now we're seeing it kind of go back regress and. Of course, the Saints are on the road in this matchup. They're going to Detroit, and don't look now, but Detroit is finally getting kind of healthy. You know, they they I think they only had four players on the injury report this week. Um, Trufant is practicing, which is important. So, you know, this is going to be a very competitive matchup. I think with Detroit being at home, with the Saints not playing as well. So, uh, getting that extra point, you know, getting it at four instead of a field goal game is big because the Saints, you know, may end up winning by a field goal. You know, they're still a, a good team, well-coached team, uh, but uh, I think this is just too many points. I think that's a really good point about the Saints defense, specifically about the home crowd mm-hmm. noise and what a massive advantage that's been over the years. And you look at Seattle, Minnesota, I mean, not that we expected those guys to be top flight defenses, but they're probably worse than we expected too. They really benefited over the years from you know, the home field advantage. I think that was the number one game that's jumped out to me this year was the Packers at Saints and how easy it was for Aaron Rodgers in that dome. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to go to any silent counts or anything like that. That was the one that really jumped out to me where it felt like, yeah, you know what? This is not the home field advantage it usually is for the Saints. Yeah, no doubt. All right, coming up the rest of the Sunday six pack Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Where are we at here? We've got Jaguars, Raiders, Lions. Pick number four in the Sunday six-pack for the Action Network, Chris. The You just mentioned them, but the Seattle Seahawks. So we're going with the, the Dolphins here, plus uh, six and a half. And listen, the Seahawks, all these wins over the past couple of years, and they've, uh, they've only won a, a handful of games by more than one possession. Um, you can count them on one hand. And so uh, this is just kind of a play on the Seahawks' defense and – or lack thereof, you know, everyone, they keep losing guys in the secondary, a secondary that, you know, had a lot of potential when the year first started, but now look, Jamal Adams looks like he's banged up. I mean, just there's, there's about 20 people on the injury report for Seattle. They've given up double as many air yards as the rest of the, the league. They've given up over almost 400 more passing yards uh, than the rest of They've given up 400 more passing yards than Russell Wilson has thrown for. Like that's, that's amazing. So, wow. Yeah, it's just one of the situations where we saw the Dolphins. They can be competent on offense. We saw that last week, uh, and they're at they're at home. So this is a spot where we're just kind of playing on the one possession game. Uh, you know, teaser situation as well. Um, I think if you want to play Seattle, you kind of you want to kind of tease them down to like a half point favorite or something like that because uh, six and a half, seven, wherever it's at, uh, just too many points, uh, especially with Seattle uh, on the road. A little underreported story, like in. For about 20 games now, Fitzmagic's pretty good. Like, he's a good player. <laughs> I don't think anyone realizes it. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you get like you know caught on the Dolphins and like they're just not a team that gets a lot of, of press. But yeah, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, even going back before that, uh, he was on the Bucks with uh, remember, and he was yeah. like. He yeah. was like the good version of Jameis Winston. Like, you know, they both make some mistakes and throw some picks, but like Fitzpatrick wasn't throwing 30 picks a year, you know, <laughs> and he was still I, getting those 400 yard games. I keep thinking he's going to throw four or five picks each week. And then another week goes by, another week goes by. And like, oh, he played well. <laughs> well, now this will be the week. You just jinxed him. Great, man. Just jinxed him. Uh, am I crazy, though, about the Dolphins feeling like even when they lose, they don't lose big, even though the record hasn't been great the last few years. They only lost by three to the Bills earlier this year. Played the Patriots fairly tight in a low-scoring game and, of course, beat the Jaguars last week. I, I think that's sort of what this Dolphins team is looking like under Brian Flores. Very belichick light sort of an idea there uh, with, with how they play defense. And, and they try to keep themselves in games even when they're losing. Yeah, I think it's all Flores. Uh, well, obviously, it's the players, but all Flores in terms of um, there are certain teams that tend to outperform maybe what you think they would in certain teams that that they don't and a lot of times coaching makes a difference and, that, and that's also true in like you know great head-to-head coaching matchups we'll get to one in a, in a second and there was one that happened last week where you know Baltimore was a favorite over Kansas City and usually Baltimore has an edge over almost every opponent they play because their coaching staff is excellent but when you play Kansas City now you're kind of meeting your match and and you know things kind of get exposed uh, that may otherwise not so um, coaching makes a big difference in Miami. Uh, people surprising to know to some, but Miami actually is on the right side of that situation. Yeah, you're right. Good point. All right, they found number- their coach and maybe their quarterback. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, let's see if that fits magic can continue. Uh, pick number five in the Sunday six pack. All right, so this one is this one is you know oh, I, I can't believe we're still here, but we are, we're going back to the uh, we're going to the Eagles. Um, wow. seven and a, seven and a half. Yeah, like so. And this you is, haven't learned this yet. Is, we're you gonna, guys yeah, we're going to keep playing against the Niners, and this is this is uh, you know losing us money here. But you know these things these these things tend to even out. Uh, if you look at Kyle Shanahan, uh, just two and eight against the spread uh, as a favorite, coming off a win um, it, at home. So it's it's a situation where listen, the Eagles have looked horrible the 49ers have been amazing um you know i think these giants and jets teams are a little worse than we even imagined but seven and a half uh just too many points in my opinion um i have this closer to five and a half and i think you know the eagles have gotten so unlucky with just like the the these things are unsustainable like carson wentz turning it over like five times a game like you know that that just doesn't happen so uh, I don't necessarily think the Eagles win this game, but I do think they stay. Uh, they play it close, and we've we've seen the market overrate the Niners in the past um, in these spots. So it, it's a pick I don't feel great about, but it's just one of the, the better values on the board. You're still getting you know a, a one possession game uh, in a game that should be more competitive. That half stands out to me in this you know the seven and a half. I mean, and everyone's so down on Philly. I'm just looking at their schedule though. Holy smokes! I mean, they go to San Fran then the Steelers, and then they host the Ravens. Like, there's a good chance they're going to be 0-6. And, and guess what? They, they could be 0-6 and, like, one game out of the NFC. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, Still even, two games against Dallas. And, right. Oh, I mean, I couldn't believe it last week. You know, I, I wrote a story on the Action Network, and I, I talked about how – yeah, I looked at the, the difference between 0-2 and 0-3, and and essentially. You know, if you go 0-2 and, and then win that third game – you, you still have about anywhere from a 10 to a 30% chance of, of making the playoffs, finishing with a winning record. You go to 0-3, and it's pretty much zero. The only team that's ever kind of come back from that has been the Texans a couple years ago. 
Uh, and of course, Philadelphia gets to overtime and plays for the tie. Like, <laughs> like amazing. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, there's a lot going wrong in Philly right now, but I almost feel like there is sort of a trap game feel to this for the 49ers, and 7.5 is a, is a big number against a team that's really underachieved, and are they just going to continue to underachieve every single week? I don't know if I would bet on that. So uh, I feel where you're at with this uh, in that game. Um, and by the way, with the NFC East, if it wasn't for an absurd onside kick, there would only be one win in the entire division, and it would belong to Washington. Yeah, it, it, it's bad. It, it's a it's a bad division, and you know a lot of quarterbacks underperforming, uh, specifically in in New York and in uh, in Philly. But I mean, even in Washington, you could say, hey, you know, this is Dwayne Haskins. What you know, year into year two, uh, he has to play bad. better as well. Yeah. All Absolutely. Guys oh, bad. yeah. Matt touched on that on yesterday's show. Uh, that was a big stock down for him. All right. Here we go. The final pick in the week four six pack. Chris, who you got? Uh, here we go. I don't know how often we'll be doing this this year, but uh, going against the Kansas City Chiefs, but doing it with, of course, Bill Belichick. So uh, another one of those situations where the Chiefs almost every week, they're a good bet. They're one of the only teams I think you, you feel comfortable betting as favorites consistently. Um, but uh, you, you're now you're coming off a a big win in prime time in a game where the public was on the other side, uh, and so I think a lot of you know the, the line is it's at seven. Uh, you know, public's going to be back in the Chiefs, I would imagine. And you have this Patriots team coming in. Chiefs just shut down Lamar Jackson. They've shut down Deshaun Watson in Week One. Uh, but guess who that's great for? Bill Belichick, because like now you have the blueprint of how this Chiefs defense is going to go against the, a quarterback that in, in, that you have like Cam Newton. And you're going to come out with a whole different game plan. The Chiefs still uh, 30th in the league in run defense DVOA. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Patriots take the air out of the ball, slow it down, yeah. make it a close game. And that also plays into why you're taking the seven here uh, because the Chiefs, listen, you don't ever expect them to like lose a game outright or lose a game big, but – um, in certain situations, because they can be run on, and if they're like you can, you can kind of stay close with them. We saw the Chargers do that uh, in Week Two. Uh, I think the Patriots, with the last three teams that the Chiefs have played, that film will be extremely valuable to the Patriots. Uh, and this is a good spot to back them on the road. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they both are, have ran a lot of snaps, but I bet Belichick's thinking the total opposite. You know, totally take the air out of the ball, run it like crazy. Um, and not that any secondary can shut down the Chiefs, but this one's got as good a chance as any to slow oh, yeah. down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like this, this Patriots uh, defense kind of flown under the radar a little bit because they had the tough matchup with Seattle, which is just like Seattle's uh, quarterback play with Russell Wilson is just morphing all the stats in the league to like, like, like you look at it's like the Falcons and the Seahawks. Anyone who's played the, the Seahawks just has like different passing stats than, or, or terrible defense stats. So um, you can't read too much into that. But yeah, this Patriots defense, remember last year when they had the easy schedule and, and they just went bonkers. So, um, you know, uh, should be competitive matchup but seven points is a lot in the in the national football league uh expect the patriots to stay close and by the way all dogs for all six of your picks here getting points at their game yeah, yeah I, and that's generally just for you know new listeners betters out there uh you may see, hear some of these picks and be like oh like these yo and like again uh long term you're, you're going to be more profitable betting underdogs because the market what happens is about six uh two-thirds to three-fourths of the money tends to come in uh, on the favorite and in on the over. And, and so the books tend to then they have to adjust these lines up. And so especially if you're betting later in the week, you're probably going to get a bad line 
or, or, or you know, betting on a favorite or over, you're just more likely to than, than you would the other way around. So um, especially early in the year, you're generally uh, betting on, you know, kind of things to revert to the mean a little bit. So, uh, yes, getting some underdogs later in the year, get a little more confident, then you, you start taking some fa- uh, a little bit more favorites. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, Chris. You can find Chris at the Action Network at Chris Raybon on Twitter. And, of course, Matt and I will be making our six-pack of picks going head-to-head with the Action Network on Friday's podcast. And not just the six-pack. We'll pick all the games tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.